Hey, this Roman the Mist podcast is brought to you proudly by the Nurses Guild. Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's laboratory. Ha 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 ha. Hey, what's up, guys? Christopher Stolle back for another Breaking the Fourth Wall. And, guys, I get to sit down with a hometown girl. This one's cool because it's not very often I get to sit down and talk to a fellow Philadelphian. But this Philadelphian has done way more than I have because she is set to debut with Edris Alba in her I mean, acting career as, as, as a leading lady. She, she, she gets to be the wife of Edris Alba. Ladies and gentlemen, Liz Presley. <laughs> hello, hello. What an intro. <laughs> I got to live up to that intro now. All right. What a way to break into the business. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, nine start, times. If I'm going to go in, let's let's go in with a bang, make an impression, make sure people remember me. That's the way, that's the way to do it. Because normally yeah. the conversation starts. It's like, well, how did you start? Oh, well, I, I was doing commercials and extra. No, no, I... I I, I got the lead, a female lead role opposite Idris Alba. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it's like <laughs> it's gonna be a great story to tell my grandkids one day. Absolutely. <laughs> but of course, I got to start at, at the beginning. And and how how did you wind up here? How did you wind up? Here? <laughs> yeah. It, that's a really good question because the road that I took to get here is like. I could have, I probably could have shortened it on many points. <laughs> um, no, I, so I started off as, actually, I started off as a musician around age four. I started playing um, violin and I kept that up in total for about 18 years. Okay. Um, and then also in there, I uh, started training as a classically trained opera singer around age 14 um, and kept that up. I still do that here and there now but um out, mostly intense then um and then so i started doing that in middle school went through high school doing it and then there came a point where it was like to go to college it was like what are you gonna study you right. know what i mean um and my parents and you know all of them, all my philly friends and family and people around here uh they all know me as a singer and they it was kind of expected that that's where i was gonna go but it's where my mind was too it's like with violin and, and opera singing college seems simple like yeah of course, music <laughs> theory <laughs> you know it was like and and in there too you know i had to as part of my like i was on a voice scholarship so i had to take piano as part of that and i have five sisters they all played instruments i dabbled with their instruments so i i you know i'm definitely a musician through and through okay. um but alongside all of that around age like seven ish i'll say seven eight ish is when I first started being like, you know, I want to be that person who makes movies. Like, I was fascinated with the idea that that there was like a job where people could play pretend for a living and make money doing it. I was like, 
what and play dress up like this is great <laughs> um so i was super interested in that from when i was a kid and then that kept on as well i mean you know you do your like school plays that they make you do in elementary school yeah. and i was taking great. those yeah, I was taking those seriously, you know? And then when it got to, you know, the point in school where you could audition for plays, I was just, I mean, left and right, any play that I was able to be a part of, I was auditioning for. Um, and so my love for that was growing as well. And even though I was doing stage stuff, I knew even then I was like, yeah, this is fine but I want to be in movies. I want to be the person that you go to see and you're like eating the popcorn and you're like, oh my goodness, that's my friend. Like I wanted to do that. So yeah, so then, you know, college came and it was a little bit of like a, a little battle, but I decided to compromise and I went in for musical theater. Uh -huh. um, yes, yeah, so I went to Ithaca College and I graduated their musical theater program and I was, you know, working as an actor in, in plays and musical theater for about 25-ish years. And then last August, I, <laughs> I made my film debut. So, yeah, it's been a very twisty road to get to where I'm at. But, I'm well, but that, that, it's, not, it's not that twisty because, again, like a lot of actors and actresses I've spoken to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of course, they, they kind of followed a similar route with, with going to schooling for, for acting or doing the school plays or minor minor theater uh, productions. Right. Uh, and then they still started off with like commercials, smaller roles. How did you, ju how did you jump from deciding I want to be in movies <laughs> to I'm going to be a lead actress in my first? Well, technically, okay, so I did do, I've done two commercials. Okay. So what happened was, okay, so I've been, you know, I've been doing theater all this time and then also working in every industry you could possibly think of, I have worked in alongside of that. Um, and then like midway through 2018, I was like, that's it. I'm done with the nine to fives. I, I'm done. I'm, I'm committing to this. And I found a manager and, um, like within a couple months i booked a commercial and then i booked a second commercial and then um the third thing i booked was the film and it was so funny because um at that point they were like you know i get a call and they're like hey you know uh you, you need to join the actors union now because you're, you've been doing union work i was like what you know i thought that would be years down the line type of thing right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I had I had a Pennsylvania lottery commercial that was out last year. It's the one where they're like at a hibachi restaurant. I'm in that one. Yeah, I remember um, that one. I, yeah, that and then, um, <laughs> there was a safe auto commercial I did where it's like the guys hanging up the billboards and they're shouting at each other and a cop walks in and she's like, come on down here, son. I'm the cop. Nice. Um, I don't remember that one, but but I, I remember the uh, lottery one. Yeah. So I, yeah, well, I did those two. And then the third thing I got, so, so my manager sends me this script, right? And she's like, um, it's for a feature film. And this is not the first feature film I've auditioned for, but, um, you know, she's like feature film, you know, about, about black cowboys in Philadelphia. And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, like I thought that was a fantasy thing. I did not know that was a thing until I got cast in this movie. I'm oh, ashamed wow. to say. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm from here. I had no. 
see, you know, race aside, I would have been right there with you. I'm like, well, Cowboys in, in the East. I mean, that was the Wild West. I had no idea. I mean, we we ended up doing some research on this during, and it was like eye-opening how much we've been, I hate to say it, whitewashed out of history. I mean, there was the, the term cowboy comes from slavery. You know, if you worked in the house, you were a house boy. In the stables, you were a stable boy. If you worked with the cows, you were a cowboy. And at one point, we were the cowboys. And then slowly that, you know, and Hollywood helped push that. that aside. But suffice it to say, th this group of black cowboys has existed in major cities across the U.S. since the Civil War. And this is the first I'd ever heard of it. So I was just like, like gobsmacked, could not believe it. And in fact, in our movie, um, which basically takes place at the Fletcher Street Cowboy at Fletcher Street Stables, which is in North Philly. Um, yeah. A bunch of those cowboys play cowboys in our movie, so it was really cool. Like that, we were, you know, I, did you get a chance to get down there when we were shooting last year? Because that's like your neighborhood no. kind of no, no, okay. not at all. Um, like I said, and 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 the funny thing is, is like a guilty a guilty pleasure of mine is I love uh wild west wild west culture like my my uncle for an example was uh like you were talking about earlier about sitting in the theater eating popcorn like oh there's my friend uh the only thing close to that experience i have is my my uncle who's uh dead now um he was a he was a, you know, a civil war reenactor and he was cast mm. as an extra in the movie gettysburg oh my god that's so cool <laughs> now, of course, i couldn't pick him out in the film right but, right you know, the fact that he was in the movie was like hey my uncle's in this you know but uh that's about the closest so i ever cool. got but i've always loved like the yeah. Civil war slash uh west western frontier cowboys yeah. and indians uh tombstone you know uh, oh my gosh yeah Tombstone's great. so this this is automatically appealing to me just because of the fact yes. to find out that the wild west existed in philadelphia of <laughs> all places and it's 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 fascinating it's fascinating and then so there's there's that framework of the film and then the the main story of the film is about this boy who basically kind of acts like the audience in that he has no idea what this world is like and he's basically thrust in there um and has to learn about it so it's you know he's my 15 year old son who's been like acting up in school he's gotten kicked out of like something like his third or fourth school um and i just you know i'm at the end of my rope and so i drive him from detroit to philly overnight and i basically dump him on his dad's doorstep and i'm like he's your problem now i've done all i can you got to take it from here um but then his dad just so happens to be a, the leader of this group of black cowboys in the heart of the city so okay. he has to not only learn about who his father is but what this world is really like so it's a really cool um framework to put the yeah so i'm 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 really excited for people to see it because of the historical you know elements but also because you know it's 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 idris elba and caleb mclaughlin who are just two such brilliant performers and it was just like you know i'm in the middle of them for like eight days like Rah! you know like trying to hold my own and like do my <laughs> thing but no what i was i was gonna say before was you know 
and when I, when my manager gave me the script uh, for the audition, I don't think she knew initially that it was, you know, Idris Elba in the movie. It was like, like, oh, here's this script. It's like a cowboy movie. And I remember like thinking like in the back of my head somewhere I'd heard, you know, Idris Elba maybe coming to Philly doing a cowboy movie. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, you know, didn't, didn't make the connection. And, um, I had a couple auditions for the, for the part, which is, you know, typical, but I, you know, it was like, not until just after the second audition that I kind of put it together. Oh, this is the movie with Idris. Who's he playing in this? You know what I mean? I'm looking (laughs) and I'm like, well, obviously he's not playing the 15 year old. So he must be playing the dad. And then I'm going, so who am I in this? I think this is the mom. And then I was like, well, that's great. I don't have a chance of getting this part at all. Maybe they're looking for a stand-in or a double. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna go in there, do my thing, try to show the casting director who I had seen before, like that she could, you know, that I could handle dramatic parts. But I just was like, there's no way in hell that I'm getting this part. Like, there's just no way. Like, they're not gonna be looking seriously at an unknown person who has absolutely zero film credits on her resume for this part. So maybe they're just looking for, you know, a Carrie Washington like stand in for when she needs to go to the bathroom and I'll just stand there and be like, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I did the second audition and then I got another call back. And at that point I was like, hang on, am I really being considered for this? Because at that point I was like, this is cruel. Like I, I really, because I don't want to get my hopes yeah. up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> is this real? And at that point I found out that, um, <clears throat> that there was a discussion happening um, where the director, and I have no idea if Idris was involved in this at all, because he is an executive producer right, on this, right. but, um, the director, Ricky Staub, was like, I want her. I want Liz. She's great. I've seen her videos. And I've now met her in person. I want her. And the casting person, Diane Heary, who I will just never stop singing both of their praises, like, honestly, um, she was like, Liz is great. She's always on the ball. Like, hire her. And the producers, at least one, I don't know if there was more than one, but the producers were like, we should maybe get a name because, you know, let's guarantee that we get butts in the seats. Like maybe, maybe not go with an unknown. So there was this kind of back and forth. That's, that's um, for his oldest time. Yeah. And I was just like, as you're describing it, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is drawing a lot of similarities to something, uh, you know, a little indie cult film that nobody, yeah. nobody remembers called Star Wars. <laughs> You know, where they, they had a couple had a little of little unknown gem, you know. <laughs> they had a couple established actors in, in Alec Guinness and, and uh, right. know, Peter Cushing. But for the most part, it was a bunch of unknown actors. And, and studios and executives were all like, no, we can't have it, unknowns. Became the biggest movie of all time. You can't always you can't always say you need a name to put butts in. Can't imagine if they had put anybody else in those roles. I mean, listen, 
I'm not saying that I'm better than Kerry Washington. And I have no idea what name actresses were up for this role. But, um, you know, at that point, before the third audition, I was like, all right, I want this role. Like, come on. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want this role. And I was really going all out for the auditions, too, because, like, I've told this story before on a different podcast. But at the time, at the audition, my character was written very different than how she ends up in the film. Okay. In the film, she's a she's a nurse. She's, you know, she's a single mom. She's working hard. She's trying to get her life together. And her son is just too much. You know what I mean? In the auditions at that stage, and also that version is closer to the source material because this is based on a book. It's okay. um, uh, the book is called Ghetto Cowboy by Greg Neary. But um, I don't know why, but in the audition stage, she was written, you know, she was a, in the script, it was like she looks like she has lived a very hard and you know she was on some kind of drugs she was being evicted from her apartment that was that was one of the scenes that i was one supposed more to urban yeah so i am glad they dropped those elements out of them uh, out of the script eventually i don't know why they did ultimately but i'm glad they did but um for me, for the audition, then I went, I did a little method. I don't normally, I'm not a method actress. I would not consider myself a method actress, but um, I knew, you know, this casting director, like I said, I was not even thinking about getting the part. I just wanted her to see I could do something different because she had right. always called me in for like, like the Target and Walmart moms, the who's ready for school moms. I do those all the time, you know? And I, I wanted her to see like, oh, I could do something gritty. So I stayed up for about 48 hours straight and, you know, just like, like super dehydrated. I was crying. I had like, I put on like this makeup to make my eyes look like really red and puffy. And like, I had been crying all night and, um, I just looked exhausted and I went in with like holes in my clothes and like a scarf on my head. I just looked awful. And I, I knew as soon as I walked in the first time when I saw her face, I was like, oh, yes. Because she looked at me, mm. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> Which is not normally how you dress or act for a job interview. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, good. I scared her, you know. Um, so I think also doing that, you know, it was like, look, she's committed like she's going all in with this. She's consistently coming in doing this three times now, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, the audition itself was was intense. It was fun though. It was fun. And then yeah, and then I got the call. But I never met Idris during the audition, which is rare. Um, I never met Caleb. I didn't meet anyone. I met Ricky, and that's it. Well, that 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 that's where my next question was going to be. Is uh, tell me about when you finally meet, you know. Idris and 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 Caleb and and you know how 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 is it how is it meeting these people that I don't I don't I don't want it to sound so starstruck here. No, but it is that you know it is that because it was like leading up to it. So I had like a month before we started shooting. So it was just a month. It was thirty days of me freaking out and everybody saying to me, "Oh, you know, Liz, he's just a guy. Just remember, he's just a guy." And I'm like, yeah, but nah. Like, he's not just a guy. It's Idris Elba. Like, you don't, 
you know what I mean? And so right. I, I was, I was pretty scared. Um, but then, so my first day on set, they were very nice to me. They gave me a scene where I had no lines and I just had to react. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. You know? Um, so I showed up, I get there. First of all, they're like, Oh, let us show you to your trailer, which I just bugged out about for about an hour <laughs> because I was like, Oh my God, that's my name. Like, um, but no, and then, you know, I get to the set, they're, they're putting on my mic and I turn the corner and there's Caleb and I'm, I've just binge watched the first season of Stranger Things. So I'm thinking it's like an 11 year old kid that's going to run up to me. And instead it's this 17 year old man who's taller than me by like a good four inches <laughs> runs up to me mom and i'm like oh my god you know it's <laughs> just like what you know so we had about 10 seconds to chit chat and then they put us both up on a horse um you didn't and mind you this is only the second time yeah this is only the second time i've ever been on a horse in my whole life and we're both allergic um oh. and also <laughs> yeah and so is idris we're all three of us allergic. You so, would think uh, that would be the first question for a cowboy film. Or how do you feel about horses? <laughs> well, they didn't ask me. And then uh, so I don't think anybody realized at first that I was going to be on the horse because the way my part is, you'd think I'd be kind of done in the beginning. But, you know, right. um, then I realized it after I read the script and I was like, do I need to tell anyone that I'm allergic? or can I just keep to myself? Because I didn't want to get fired. I was like, if I tell someone, are they going to replace me? Um, but no, and then, you know, when you're on a horse, if it's two people, the bigger person has to go in the back. So that was me. So it's like, we've known each other 10 seconds and then we're up on the horse. And I'm like, hey, gonna wrap my arms around you now. So sorry, you know, and he was so sweet about it. But it's like, they, we get on the horse and then they pull my horse up to this other horse. And I look to my right. And like a foot away from me is Idris Elba just grinning at me. And I was so flustered that the first thing I said is, oh, hello, husband. And he goes, oh, hello, wife. And I was just like, I'm going to fall off the horse. Ah! Like, <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, you know. Um, he was like so sweet. He, I actually, I think he's a little shy. That's my impression. I don't know, but I, I think he's a little shy, but he, man, he's cool. It's, it's like, I've gotten that impression. and all you think about is like, yeah, you're James Bond. Like you're definitely going to be James Bond somewhere, some way, somehow I, we got to make which, it happen. Right. Which I'm you know? absolutely for. I've, I've actually we vocally gotta. stated I want Idris Elba's Bond, but I was Can we please that. make it happen? Like he's so, I mean, guys we got to make it happen i can't remember the name of the first movie i ever saw him in it was something my ex-wife really loved but it was mm. one of those ones where uh he was a single father of a bunch of kids and i think he just uh daddy's girls probably daddy's girls yeah yeah that was it daddy's girls and uh you know from that and then of course from his uh roles in the marvel films as as hemdall yes. you know and then watching the behind the scenes it's like he seemed like such a down-to-earth guy he, he's he, yeah. so like I heard, so we had like a night, uh, not a night, a week. They scheduled all the night shoots in one week. And I only had one of those nights. I showed up for two because I showed up one night to hang out because I was like, why not? Um, like a trailer. But he's, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to hang out with Idris Elba tonight. Like, why not? Um, but he, you know, 
he's just, he was that guy that would hang out with the group of cowboys around the campfire between takes and just talk. Him and Method Man would be sitting there rhyming, you know, like just freestyle rapping to each other and then just talking with the cowboys about their lives and what it was like working in the stables. He just was the coolest, like he was just the coolest. And I had one day with him where we shot kind of our big scene. And I was just like, you know, just so terrified going into it. I was just like, how am I supposed to keep it together? Like, how are we going to keep it together? You know? And um, I'm almost hoping it's like one of those nasty divorce, <laughs> uh, divorce, uh, interactions between you two just to, just to add to the stressness like my god it's Edris Alba and I've got to yell at him <laughs> like the scene we had had no dialogue uh and and so you have to remember in the story and this is not really giving anything away but the following is an announcement from the Nurses Guild of Florida home health aides or nurses invited in your home is an important issue family-wide where you get your private duty service is of critical importance. Did you know hiring a friend of a friend or even a recommendation from your church puts you and your family at risk for workers' compensation? A back injury will cost sixty dollars to $100,000 and a slip and fall up to three times that amount. Do you know if a caregiver in your home has a history of abuse, neglect, or theft? Do they have a history of drug abuse or have an addiction? The Nurses Guild conducts full Level 2 criminal background checks. Is the labor law particular to home care being obeyed, or are you unknowingly setting up your estate for claims of unpaid time and a half? Why not get your private duty from a five-star Medicare home health agency, the experts at home care? You get properly trained and supervised personnel, workman's compensation coverage, criminal background checks, proper adherence to applicable labor law, all to shield you from lawsuits. All of our home health aides and nurses are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty. No matter what your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as Right. Because my, my son has never known his father for 15 years, which means we have not seen each other in 15 years. So it was all kinds of tension. And then there's no dialogue. So we're just staring at each other like, you know, it's like... <laughs> it was so terrifying but then what made me really laugh though was you know we're doing our scene and it's outdoors and um because there's a horse in this in the shot of course um you know so we're outdoors and it's like just off a camera just out of frame it's like 50 60 whatever women from north philly just trying to get a glimpse of this man just trying <laughs> anything they can to be like Adrian, you know so they're all standing out of frame right and every time 
we had to reset the shot and I would have to go back to my starting position. You could just hear them all being like, who is that? I don't know her. I don't recognize her. I don't like her. Why she get <laughs> who that is? I don't like her. And I'm just walking back to my spot like, do, do, do. You That's our home. <laughs> That's <laughs> our home. We don't like her. Yeah, I'm just feeling all the waves of hatred it's because they think I'm just this random, you know, girl showing up on set. And I'm like, no, I'm supposed to be here. La, da, da. You know? like, it's, it's Philadelphia. If it was snow and snowballs, I'd be thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God it was the middle of August, but it was like, <laughs> I really am supposed to be, you know, it was like every time I'd have to, because I'd have to go away from everybody else and you could just, hear them all the way up all the way up you just hear the comments and i'd be like oh okay <laughs> you know um but yeah he 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 was so cool he was just like so chill he said to me he's like um he's like what would i know you from what have you been in and i was like oh no this is this is it this is this is my debut and he was like really i get to be in your film debut and i was just like Oh, like, <laughs> so, so he treated it, he treated it like it, 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 it was a privilege for him to be in your film as opposed to you're sitting there like, uh, you're a movie star and I'm, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I'm just fangirling over you, but sure, act like it's, like it's a pleasure for you to be, sure, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? I gotta like, back up a minute. Of, you know, that's the kind of guy he is, he's just, he was so sweet and, um, but I do have to back up a minute. I do have to stop you and back up. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of ignored it a little bit because we got into, like, uh, the, the Philly girls and everything else. But uh, <laughs> I got to back up a minute because you mentioned something that I, I can't just let walk away here. Mm-hmm. Now, we said that Idris Elba is in the movie. And we said that Caleb's in the movie. But you happened to just... I did drop a name. I yeah. did. Method Man's in this movie, too? <laughs> Method Man is in this movie. And let me tell you my funny story about Method Man. Um, my first day on set, you know, went into the evening and, um, we wrapped for the day. I'm heading back to my car. I'm seeing people. I'm just, you know, shaking hands, saying hi to everybody. Cause I'm so excited. And this man stops me and we talk for 20 minutes and I'm like, you're so nice. Thank you so much. I'm going to head home. I get in my car, put the key in the ignition, and that's when I realized it was Method Man. <laughs> I did not know until then. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had those moments. Not, not in that a, 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 uh, essence, but I, I had that same moment. Um, back in 1998, I went to an OzFest music festival. Ooh, cool. And Ooh. At the time, I was still a musician myself. Um but, you know, I went to the festival and I'm walking with a couple members of my band because we all went, um, got lawn seats and everything else. And we're walking back to the car because we needed like another pack of cigarettes or something. And as we're walking, we bump into this short little blonde girl and, you know, like, excuse me. And she's like, no problem. She walks on and we continue walking for maybe two car lengths. And we and my rhythm guitarist and myself both stop and turn around we just ran we realized we just ran into uh the basis for cold chamber <laughs> oh, did you run after her i would have ran after her i would have been like excuse me <laughs> no, no but uh the, the only one i ever would have probably done that to was actually in 96 
This one you'll remember. It's a film in, in, in Philadelphia. Another small film. Nobody really knows about it. I was oblivious to the world. And I'm walking around Center City, Philadelphia, South Philadelphia area. And I've got my Walkman on, you know, my headphones and my, <laughs> my disc man. And I'm trapped in the world of like Nine Inch Nails or something. And looking down, looking down at my feet as I'm walking because, you know, um, that's what you do in Philly. You don't look at people. You just look down. Right, right. You head down. Yes, I know. And I bumped into a person hard and a dude was like a brick shit house, and he knocked me on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I looked I looked up at him and he told me to watch where the F I'm going, dick, and walked on. And I got up, flipped on the bird, and walked on. It was like two steps before I was like, oh shit, that was Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I got cursed out by Bruce Willis while he was walking to set. Oh, to film no. <laughs> Man. I, you know, I've done that. I've, wa- I've walked into the chest of, um, who was it? Andrew McCullough, I think, when he was still playing for the six. Okay. I don't know. Somebody. I ran into their chest um, head first. I've done that. I've ran into James Earl Jones's chest in New York. I've, I've a thing about kind of into people's chests. I don't know. Um, I did that to, you realize how jealous I am now that you met James Earl Jones, right? Being a well, he, fan. Well, you know, he, he's also extremely shy and he did not want to be recognized. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. He did, he did not want to be recognized. And he was like, so afraid I was going to be like, <gasps> so I was just like, and then he kind of gave me a very grateful smile and kept going because we were in a building. So he right. was, I think he was rehearsing for something, but he was trying to be incognito and I barreled face first into his chest. <laughs> I've done that too. Um, so I don't know, is he, does he go by P Diddy or Diddy these days? I never keep track, but I did that to him in New York too. I ran face first into, well, technically I ran face first into his like entourage but he was there and he right. <laughs> called me out and I was like, because I was like in sweatpants and glasses and I was just like, no, like, you know, one of those, but, um, what's funny. About yeah. It, no, it, it just, just was the coolest. I mean, Method Man was also up there. I'm not going to say, I mean, come on, come on, Method Man, but like, it just was the coolest. Come on. What's come funny on. now is after this movie comes out, they're all going to be looking at you. It's like, you were in that film. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, gosh, you know, this, this whole thing with COVID, right? Yeah. I don't want to complain because I've been pretty blessed in, in terms of I haven't had to deal with anything super major. But, right. you know, it's like when we were filming, the whole thing was... <gasps> Liz, you know, your your parents, your family, they're going to be able to go into a theater and see your face up on that screen. You know, that was the big thing. And then it was like, you know, three or four months later, that was, that was DVD. Or not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, get in the water. Digital release. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it debuted at the Toronto Film Festival about a month ago. Um, to to pretty good reviews. I, I read every single one I could get my hands on. And by all accounts, people are very into the performances in this film and the the, the narrative, the father-son narrative and everything. Um, and now we're just kind of waiting to see, well, I don't, I mean, according to IMDb, today is the day, but I've got to find out if that's actually a typo. <laughs> 
Well, when uh, when they told you they were going to go to digital, did they tell you what uh, streaming service they were going to put it on? No. No. Um, I've I've only heard who was in negotiations or who was in talks, but I'm not at liberty to say. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and there's still a chance maybe that it'll be in a theater. Could. You know, they, I have no idea. I have no idea. They could. I mean, some some movie theaters are actually starting to show uh, viewings of movies again. So exactly. So I mean, you know, they could do both. Um, I'm not really sure what the plan is, which is, you know, I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm still I mean, just like, ah. As your film debut, of course, you want it on the big screen. You want that experience of being able to see yourself up on the big screen. But, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to to play devil's advocate, the other end of the coin. You know, even for thanks to COVID and all that, a lot of films have gone straight to <laughs> service. And, and one of the ones that I think benefited from that, you know, was uh, Bill and Ted's Face the Music. And I mean, yeah. sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> you never know. I mean, really, I mean, if it did just do streaming, it's like we're all home. We're mm. all watching streaming services. You know what I mean? Like everyone would have the opportunity to see it. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm just an actress. I don't make the decisions, but you know, I do hope that after it comes out and after, you know, the initial excitement and everything, because I think people are really going to be, I think people are really going to be blown away by Ricky, uh, because this is his feature film debut as a director. Right. I think people are really going to be blown away by Caleb because you know, Stranger Things did a pretty good job of sort of introducing us to what he can do, but this film takes it to a different level. And the majority of my scenes were with him. So I just got to see it firsthand every day. I was blown away by by him. Um, so I think people are gonna be really excited to see that. And then, you know, my film debut too. So hopefully people are like, oh, we like her. <laughs> and hopefully it opens some doors um well, yeah i mean you know i'm hoping that's what i was gonna say is a uh, concrete concrete cowboys which may or may not be releasing today uh check your check your streaming services check your uh uh what is it video on demand service yeah check everything you know and, and see if it's there and it definitely leads to where do we go from here what what what's in the future for liz presley What's in the future for me? Hopefully more movies, but at the moment, um, I am working on writing. I've been working on a, a web series and a screenplay uh, simultaneously. And so okay. we are, me and a, a team of people, we are working very, very hard to get those out because that's one of the other hidden blessings of COVID is that I've had so much time to write. Um, now and that's not something- series. When you say web series, just a, when you say web series, just so I'm clear and and, and the uh, listeners are clear, you're talking about like a, almost like a, a like a YouTube TV mm -hmm. show. Yep, exactly. Yep. What's that about? Um, I don't want to give it away. Without, without without spoilers, of course. Yeah, it's a, it's basically about a it's a three season show with several episodes per season, but it basically tells the story of a very dysfunctional family each year that they go on vacation for five days oh, but no. it's a very large family so it's different it's told in different vignettes that kind of all comedy or drama yeah it, oh it's a comedy for sure <laughs> yeah it's a comedy for sure yeah i 
and I'm playing um, one of the daughters in this family, and my character is, you know, she's just so jaded. And I love playing characters like that because I'm not like that at all. So, um, can I be? Yeah, it's fun. Can I be in it? Can I be in it? Can I be the absolutely? Drunk? Oh my I god, be, yes! <laughs> can I be the drunk that always winds up on the couch in the hotel room because he doesn't realize it's his room <laughs> in like all three seasons? Like you again? <laughs> Every time we pass the hotel lobby, he's back. Chris is back. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm excited about that one. It has a really large cast, so it's been a little. It's been a little difficult getting together because of, you know covid restrictions and so that's been sort of right unfortunately on hold a little bit but um but we're we're pushing we're we're trying to get that out because i that's not something i've really had the opportunity to explore um on a larger scale is my writing along with everything else that i do um and that's something i've been doing for years so i really am excited for people to see some of the things that i've been working on um and then other than that i mean you know i'm basically chilling until this movie comes out because i need to know what's gonna happen so (laughs) yeah that's it i mean you know but i'm you know i'm on i'm on facebook and i'm on imdb so you can always keep up with me on there if anything new happens that those will be the first two places that you'll you'll know about it Oh, absolutely, and I, I'll definitely want to know when the movie, re- uh, when you find out exactly where it released. I know, oh, so man. that way I could see it myself. Uh, but uh, I've had them set last night. I cannot find anything about this. <laughs> They're teasing me. <laughs> but I mean, like you know. Uh, also, I, I imagine you're going to continue with the the opera or uh, or violin. I don't get a chance to do them as much now. I mean, I, I still play the violin. Like if I picked it up now, I could still play it. I've had some auditions lately where I had to play. Um, so that's been interesting. Cause I'm like, Oh, this again. Uh, I really need to get my violin repaired though. That's one thing. Um, and you know, singing, that'll always be there. I, I don't think I'll ever actually stop singing. Even if I'm like, I don't sing anymore. You know, I sing all the time. <laughs> I haven't seen no. the film. I haven't seen the film. Don't don't tell me it is. Uh, it, it, you know, if I if if I'm right on this, but I think okay. it's a lost opportunity if they didn't have the mom who drove down from Detroit at the end of the film, where the resolution is, you know, joins the the the, the concrete cowboys. Her son all cowboyed up. Her 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 ex her ex husband boyfriend whatever, and turns around, whips out a violin, and starts starting a school. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a great ending I, I i might have to call greg neary and be like hey man because, you know, we're facebook friends and he recently uh completed a sequel to ghetto cowboy has he really wow he has so i'm i don't know when that book comes out but i can't wait to read it because i really want to know i'm like Hmm. So sequel to the book, will there be a sequel to the movie? And if so, does the mom and the dad? Ooh. ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Speak it into the universe, guys. Let's make it happen. That's it. You know, let's t- it's time for mom to have her fish out of water experience. And introduce <laughs> mom to the ghetto cowboy. How awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Importantly, <laughs> when you get sequels, family relations to sequels, it's always the next generation. No, make the pre go through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be a grandmother in the sequel. Oh, boy. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the grandchild is what gets you to go there. Yes, that's exactly. where you reconnect. With your, <laughs> that's where you reconnect with your with your strange husband, and a whole love story comes back. And then you get that love scene with uh with with Idris Elba. Now, Let's uh, make it happen, guys. Let's I'll, make I've it got happen, your back guys. on that. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> well, Liz, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, before we before we jump off again, the movie is called uh, Concrete Cowboys. We unfortunately do not have the information on where it is streaming yet, but as soon as we do, we will let you know. I'll make sure it's in the description down below. I'll, I'll add it in later. Um, but uh, guys, uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us. I definitely want to have Liz take a moment and let everybody know where they can contact you if they have any questions that I didn't ask or simply where they can get more information about you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty boring. I only have one social media account, so you would have to find me on Facebook under Liz Priestley. And, or like I said, you could check me out on imdb.com under Liz Priestley. Excellent. And that's it. And there's nothing Maybe wrong one with being... of these days I'll get an Instagram, but uh, I'm boring. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being boring in social media. Keep yourself out of trouble that way. I mean, you know, but I'd be like taking pictures of a lamp being like, <laughs> hey, it's Friday. <laughs> that's what people do online anyway yeah I don't know. <laughs> i'll tell you what if it wasn't no. for podcasting i wouldn't even have a facebook page i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and guys of course if you enjoyed this episode in any capacity hit that thumbs up button like share comment subscribe check out all the other great podcasts of realm of miss entertainment and of course if you prefer them in audio only format check out realm of miss entertainment on anchor.fm apple itunes spotify pandora iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard liz again it's been an absolute treat and pleasure and i will definitely have to have you back on when you're setting up for the sequel or when you're winning your academy award <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do it like a good old-fashioned philly block party <laughs> oh, oh, awesome thank you so much for having me this has been so fun <laughs> thank you it, it has been a blast and guys i will catch you on the next breaking the fourth wall have a good night <laughs>